Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm with George of New Hope Club. Hello, yeah, yeah. Hi, really yeah we just had a conversation. We were attached by a <laughs> by like a cord. It's like a umbilical cord. We're not allowed that far feet. away from each other. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the opposite of a restraining order. It's great. <laughs> so you're born in Northern England? Oh, no. I'm So I'm born in London. The okay. other boys are born in uh, Manchester, which is Northern. But I'm like that oh. capital. Oh, so you're in, in the city. Uh, I was until I, I moved out when I was like five. So I went oh. a little bit, a tiny bit further north, yeah. um, where it's a bit more like countryside. Oh, so what, what is that part called? Uh, I live in Bedfordshire. Okay. If you want to Google it, nothing really happens. <laughs> my dad was born uh, where I was born, pretty much, okay. in, in North London. And my mum was born in Essex, I think, mm-hmm. which is like west, yeah. I think. She's going to really hate me because I've got that wrong. I know I have. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah. What do they do? My mum's actually... Uh, She's the very first female football coach in England. Like, oh, no the way. coaches men's football. So she's uh, she's smashing it right now. She's like getting loads of interviews on like radio stations. That's crazy. And, like, What's TV her name stuff. so people can her find mom, her? She's her, her mom. <laughs> uh, my mum's called Natasha Orchard Smith. Oh, yeah, sweet. She's, she's killing it. I go to watch like her uh, her team play, mm-hmm. and uh, when they win, it's like it's great. To be fair, every time I've been, they've never lost. Yeah. I think I might be like a good luck charm to them. <laughs> um, no, it's good. It's good. It's mad that she's like getting like the yeah. recognition because she coached me when I was oh, like wow. a kid. So she's gone from coaching like me at like twelve to like full on like adults like mm-hmm. in the men's game, which is mad. It's yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. And your dad? Uh, my dad just like just like a tax man. Mm-hmm. He sort of like has like a rather normal job, like. Yeah. But no, he's he's lovely. He's great. A great dad. <laughs> Where do you think of your creative side from? Uh, I think I get a bit from both of them. My mum's quite musical. My mum played like piano to like grade, I think grade six, which mm-hmm. is quite a high grade. But she played like saxophone. Oh wow. And so she played like a few instruments. My dad didn't play any instruments, but he he used to write like stories and like poems and oh. stuff. So I think I got more of like the writing stuff from my dad. Like, mm-hmm. like that sort of uh, that sort of way, and then my mum was more like the musical. And then it was your dad like watching some concerts that you but, were watching. But, oh, oh yeah, so um, I remember we're gonna split up here. <laughs> um, so there was this sort of like this girl that I really fancied when I was like eleven or twelve, mm-hmm. and she um, she basically knew a Beatles song, and I was like, oh my god, I need to go learn it to impress her. So I went home that night and I watched a concert for George, for George Harrison, because he obviously died. Mm-hmm. And it had like loads of amazing people playing. It had like Eric Clapton and like, it was insane. So I watched this and they played My Sweet Lord. Um, I remember I was like completely obsessed with it and me and my dad were like playing for ages, just trying to figure out the chords. We, oh, didn't, wow. we didn't bother Googling it, to be honest. We just tried to listen yeah. to it and do it, which we didn't actually get it in the end. But I remember the next day I went into school, I mm-hmm. uh, had my first ever guitar lesson and I learned Day Tripper. The, mm-hmm. the beat was with. Yeah. So I brought it home and I was playing that for like three weeks solid. My dad must have been going crazy. <laughs> like, Play something else. <laughs> and then I started singing like a couple of years later, mm-hmm. posting stuff on YouTube. Yeah. And then I met the boys through YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, did loads of, I did loads of gigs to be fair in Bedfordshire and around that area. Just like me with like a microphone and about one person sat there. My parents were in the corner. 
But it was good, it was good fun. It was all an experience, so like, I mean, mm -hmm. it all leads to where you are now. And it was, without that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. So it's mad. Did you know people around you when you're growing up who were musicians or able to do music as a career? Like, where do you think you got this, like, drive from to realize that you could make it, like, your career? So I, I used to do, like, loads of pub gigs. Um, and the people, basically, that, that hosted it and, like, like went all the time that was basically their their job was music to like play live music and mm -hmm. I knew from going to them I started when I was like 13 and I was about this tall and everyone yeah. else was like tall they were all drunk like old men yeah. but they were all playing guitar and even at that age I was like all I want to do is just play like live music so I think I fell in love with it like that way and then um, I mean I just yeah I just kept going and going at it. I mean if you just keep practicing and be confident and put yourself out there then like, I mean, who's to say like what can happen, like mm -hmm. anything can happen. So, I mean, I just kept doing that for like four or five years. Yeah. And I got, luckily I got like, I got lucky and mm -hmm. I'm here now, which is insane. Yeah. But I think like listening to live music and going to watch a gig, just like, it's just, you can't, can't compare it. Yeah. It's just so much better than anything else. What did your parents think of you wanting to do music as a career? Were they ever like skeptical or? No, actually they, um, Basically, I was when I was really young, they used to drive me around because I, I can't drive. I still can't, which is terrible. I'm like 20 now. But, um, so, yeah, they used to drive me to every gig. My dad used to be the, my roadie. Um, used to carry all my guitars and oh, set up all like the stuff. Like a tour manager. Basically. But my mum was more of the manager. My mum would, like, book all the all the gigs for me. Wow, like, so it was weekends. like a family business. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was really funny. But we did, we did that, and it, it was good fun. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, it was great. But they were definitely very supportive. And they're still supportive now. They are. Uh, they come to as many shows as they can. Yeah. Like they came, we just did a, a Headline Europe tour and they came to Denmark to see us in the first, mm -hmm. the first gig of that tour. But she, she came, well my, mom, my parents came to like Italy before and they come to a lot of the UK shows. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get them out to America to be honest. Oh, that'd I'm be like, awesome. Come on. My mum's like, I'm working, I can't. <laughs> I'm like, just skive it, She's you'll be fine. She's too busy being on TV in the UK. <laughs> yeah. No, she'll be alright. She'll come one day, I'll yeah. get her out. <laughs> How do you describe your personality back then growing up? I was sort of like, I was quite shy. I still mm. think I am quite shy. I mean, I don't know. I don't really like being the center of attention. I don't, I don't really like that very much. So this is like not very good for me right now. I hate like one-on-one <laughs> -on -one stuff. I don't know what to do. I say I'm like sort of easygoing. I try not to stress too much, but like, I mean, I, I do stress. Yeah. I mean, everyone does, but no, I just sort of like take things as they come. Mm -hmm. And like, if you need to do something, I, I tend to get it done, like, yeah. like on time. Or I'm always, always like on time with stuff, which is... That's really that, good. I suppose that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is like where they actually film like TV shows. Oh, wow. So I think, you know Blackfish? Blackfish? Yeah, yeah. I think that was filmed like... Oh, that's so cool. ...around here. Because there's like massive posters up. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Were you into school? Did you like school? Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed certain subjects. Um, surprisingly, I didn't actually like music. I didn't like my mm -hmm. I didn't really like my teacher, um, but I liked history a lot. I, I fell in love with history, so I just find it fascinating, that, like what's happened, and you mm -hmm. can like learn all like, the the in detail stuff. Like yeah. I, it sounds weird, but I like all like the war, like like the history oh, of like okay, the World yeah. War and stuff like that. But um, so that's what my YouTube it sounds really nerdy, but that's like my YouTube like history is like I don't know I just quite enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and you're yeah. also into gardening. God. Yeah, I mean, at school, I used to get bored and I used to sort of like 
dig up weeds with like my shoe. Like you know when you like kick, it's, it's just a bit weird. But um, I'm just a bit weird in general. But no, I sort of like, I find like things like that, like therapeutic, I suppose. Mm. I'm quite like satisfying. Yeah. Like, when it's really satisfying, I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, gardening but, club. Gardening club, new gardening club. Yeah. You can check me out, hit me up on this number. Um, no, yeah. And how did you find the manager early on? Uh, so, as I said, I was posting stuff on YouTube. Oh, I was, so I was writing songs out. as well, oh, yeah. yeah. And he reached out to me on Facebook, because I think he saw one of my videos. Well, he must have seen one of my videos. And he was like, yeah, we're interested in like what you're doing. Let me know, we'll come meet him. So I went to meet him. And then this whole like, thing started yeah. snowballing. And I'm here in LA right now, yeah. in like the most amazing weather ever. I've been like at the hotel, I've been like tanning. Like, because we've got a pool yeah. on the rooftop, and there's a tennis court as well. I've just been like at the pool like every morning, like two hours. I fell yeah. asleep the other day in the sun. Oh, so like my whole relaxing. front of my um, but yeah, I can see your hands are like, like burnt. They're really kind of. red, yeah. yeah. But the whole of my body at the front was like <laughs> um, it was quite tan. <laughs> then my back was just so pale because yeah. I was just I fell asleep. Yeah. So I've managed to like even it out a little mm -hmm. bit more now. I've got my back a bit more burnt. Yeah. Good. Can you describe the first times that you were sitting together with the two other guy, two other boys, like make, uh, doing your first songs? Yeah. So the first time we met Reese, we all met him at the train station he came back to my house and we spent like i think it was the weekend it was like two days uh and we was all together that was the first time I remember the first night we was all meant to sleep in my room and like because we had like a spare bed yeah i mean blake would share and, and it would be like it'd be all right but we decided to like just bin that off so we got all the duvets and the pillows down and we actually got the uh the actual mattress. Yeah. Like we threw it down my stairs. I've got a video of Reese like led on the mattress, like mm -hmm. sliding him down the stairs. Oh my gosh. So that was quite fun. But we so we all slept in my living room. Uh, we played FIFA. We watched Superbad, the film. If you've yeah. seen that film, it's funny. We still watch it all the time. It's a great <laughs> film. We basically sat around for hours. It took so long to write this song. And we listened to it back and was like, oh my god, it's awful. It's terrible. Yeah. So bad. But luckily the song after that that we wrote was Perfume. Mm. We wrote that over Skype. Um, oh, so, wow. like, the first trip was just like sort of about, like, the first time we met was all about like bonding, and, like getting to know each other, and we got on really well, which is great. I mean, from the start, if you get on with someone like that, then like, that, there's got to be something sort of special mm -hmm. with it. So, yeah. I mean, we're lucky that we found each other like so like, mm -hmm. randomly, yeah. but it was, it was really cool. So, we did that, and then we wrote Perfume over Skype, like, one of the first songs we wrote. How long after were you like, in studios like or was I already working in studios like with other no. like engineers or producers no to be honest like for the first like year so we was together like probably about five months before we actually released our first cover mm -hmm. but we we sort of was just like at each other's houses just like writing songs just having like a laugh because I mean we were still like young we was like 15 yeah. Like, I think Blake was 14 or something mm -hmm. so like we was all like still at school I mean Blake was still at school and he was doing his GCSEs, which is like the big, big exam. I did GCSEs. GCSEs. <laughs> so um, he was still at school, so we'd meet up at weekends and just like chill, write songs. We got writing better and better songs. And then we started deciding that we wanted to do covers. And uh, basically our manager manages the Vamps and um, we did a Vamps cover, the first song we ever covered. And then those boys took us on the tour like the following year. Mm -hmm. So that was our first ever live shows. And our first ever show was to like 
15,000 people or That's something so like that. That's so crazy. Which is insane. Like, yeah. I've, we'd just gone from playing at like pubs and stuff, where there was like one drunk old man in the back with a dog, to like then going to like a, an arena of like, it was just so big. Like, I remember the feeling before, I was just so nervous. Mm -hmm. Like, I just remember looking out and I was like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. But um, I managed to like suck it up, did it, and never really looked back. Like, mm -hmm. you just every show, you just give it everything you've got. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's the best feeling ever. Like, I can't literally compare it to anything ever. Mm -hmm. Like. I mean, now we're starting to do our actual own shows. I mean, they were support shows, which yeah. obviously are incredible. Like, it's an amazing learning experience. But playing your own show and headlining is a completely different, yeah. like, a different kettle of fish. Like, you, because everyone's there to see you. So you feel like there's less pressure, but I mean, there's just as much, if not more, because yeah. you feel like you've got to put on an even bigger show. Mm -hmm. But I mean, our fans are, like, incredible. They so supportive like online and like in person they're so they're so dedicated and lovely so it's nice to see them all in front of yeah. us at the gigs and then being able to hear them sing back our songs like we've written on skype or, mm -hmm. or wherever like is insane so yeah and ed sheeran's a huge person that you look up to right yeah yeah ed sheeran i've seen him like oh so i think i've seen him like five times I've actually seen him in LA. Oh, uh, we wow. went to see him at the Staples Center, mm -hmm. like when he just released his new the the Divide album. Oh. It was really good. And I um so I because I was like that obsessed with him, I uh, I bought the little acoustic guitar that he yeah. has, and I was so tempted to like doodle it, like like you know what he has <laughs> yeah. like when he names it and stuff. I didn't do that, but I bought a looper as well. So when I used to do pub gigs, I used to like do the percussion thing that he does and like mm -hmm. the guitar, the, all the lead stuff. So. I mean, yeah, definitely a huge inspiration. Yeah. And his songwriting is just, it's just next level. Mm -hmm. He's incredible. Yeah. I don't understand how he does it. Like, I honestly don't. Like, his <laughs> lyrics are just, like, mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, look at There's so many people coming now, yeah. nervous. <laughs> Last question. Of course. What does love mean to you? What does love mean to me? Yeah. Love means happiness, something that is different from anything else. Um, so like it can make you feel a certain way mm. and something that everyone should have and share with the world yeah I love wow. that quote that that's it no, I'm joking, yeah. I'm joking. Was... this but... is awesome thank you so no much no problem thank you very much for walking with me today we had a lovely walk in the sun <laughs> to be fair I'm getting more of a tan so yeah. I can't complain it's like all on your hands though it's so really, funny yeah it's just all in my hands I've got like watch marks and everything oh, yeah. and, like, ring marks but <laughs> Whatever, you know, when in LA, like when in Rome. <laughs> no, yeah. Thank you very much. Hi, now I'm with Reese. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so you're born in Northern England? Yes, yes, I was born in Lancashire, England. Okay. Um, which is like just outside of Manchester. Mm -hmm. I know your parents originally born there as well. Yes, uh, a very small town called Accrington. I was born in Blackburn, but yeah, it's basically a little town in the hills of England. Oh, that sounds so nice. It's nice, yeah. <laughs> what do your parents do? My, per uh, my parents, my dad works for the Ministry of Defence. Oh, okay. Um, and my mother is a nurse in a oh. prison. It's so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty interesting jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you think I'd your creative side from? My dad was a drummer oh. uh, when he was younger. He was in a band. Uh, so I started playing drums when I was very young. I had my first drum kit when I was about three years old. Mm -hmm. um, so I inherited his drum kit. My mum, 
not the best singer, she'll admit that. <laughs> but my dad sings a little, uh, so I think I've got it from him. But I've just been singing and dancing and uh, like playing instruments ever since I can remember, so mm -hmm. all my life. And who do you think you're more simil similar to, like personality-wise? I have traits from both yeah. of my parents, I think. I think I'm probably more like my mother, uh, but my sister is very much like my my dad, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, quite feisty, <laughs> but uh, I, I think I'm a little bit more chilled like my mum, but then I have traits of my dad also, mm -hmm. so it's a mix. Yeah. How else would you describe yourself back then growing up? Uh, I was very quiet kid growing, uh, growing up. I guess I was quite an introvert. I, d I didn't really have that many friends because uh, I spent most of my dinner times like in the music room, mm. uh, like just practicing and playing a lot. So I had like probably like three really close friends uh, that I'd pretty much spent all my time with. Did you like school growing up? I actually did. I, I did. I enjoyed school. I don't know. I just I enjoyed. I like a routine. I like to know mm. what I'm doing every day. Well, this job is so difficult. Yeah, I know, that's why. I, yeah. I like it when I have a schedule. I don't know, I obviously prefer what I'm doing now to school. <laughs> did you do well in school? Like, what were your favourite subjects? Um, I, did, I did quite well in school. I'm nice. quite proud of my grades. My best subjects were like maths mm. and science and history. Yeah those subjects. Those really make sense because it's like your parents' careers pretty much. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, it makes, yeah, it makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And then when it clicked to you to do music, what, what did your parents think of it? They've always wanted me to do that. I think I, they, they know that that was my dream like growing up. Um, so I think as soon as the opportunity like arose, my parents were just like grab it, grab it with both hands. Yeah. And it's, it's sad because they don't really get to see a lot of what mm. I do now because I'm away so much. But they're very proud of me and I always, I always update them uh, and they come to all the shows when I'm in England and stuff and travel sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, they're very, they're very proud and very happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. Growing up, were there other musicians or other people around you who are doing music as a career that you're like, oh, this is like a possibility? Honestly, no. Like, I'm in my town. It's very, there's a very, it's a very small town and literally no, I don't know anyone else that's really, I don't know, left that yeah, town. Yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's, it's like, I mean, you dreamt so big then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, it's, I think it's very rare um, to like even leave the town because a lot of people in that town grow up there uh, and stay there and have mm -hmm. a family there. Um, and I've kind of like done the opposite. I've been traveling since I was like 14, so. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy, but I've just, I've always wanted to travel. I've always wanted to see the world and I didn't want to just spend my life in a small town in England, even though I, I do love it there. Mm -hmm. um, I think my parents also wanted me to see the world. And then I guess like X Factor was like, just like a momentum to even get yourself out there, right? Because it was difficult from that small town. Yeah, I, I was playing a show in uh, Manchester because uh, I was just starting to like, make a little bit of a name for myself in, in my, around Manchester and around my area. Like I was playing in pubs uh, and clubs and stuff and just like little 20 minute gigs here and there when I could, like if I could get on a bill somewhere. Um, and after this one show in a place called Night and Day Cafe in Manchester, which is, it was one of my biggest shows, um, that a guy came up to me after the show and he was like, oh, I'm from, Psycho, which is Simon Cowell's level, he's like, oh, cool. uh, we want you to audition for the show. And at that point, I'd never like even watched X Factor. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't know really 
if I wanted to do it. I'd, I'd, it was like a, it was a kind of a, I'll test it out and see if yeah. I like it or not. And then it got to the point where I was that deep in it. I was like, oh god, <laughs> I'm one of those guys now. I'm on, I'm on X Factor. But it, looking back, it was a, it was a good experience. It brought me out of my shell a lot. I was, like I said, I was a very shy child. So uh, I think it, it was good for me and. I came off the show with a lot of confidence and mm -hmm. experience on, on, on stage. Was it like kind of shocking, like within a few hours, kind of like it explodes, like whereas a lot of pop stars, like they put out some songs and it gets big, but then just being from TV, you went from like just doing pubs for a few people and then all of a sudden you're right, like yeah. national. Yeah, I think it was a lot to deal with, like, because I was so young as well. Uh, I remember like sitting around the TV waiting for my, uh, my audition to come on. I was like, all the family were around the TV, yeah. um, and like instantly, as soon as it like aired on TV, my phone started blowing up, and I haven't had my notifications on since that night <laughs> <laughs> because it just got it got crazy. I, I I have nothing but good things to say because it kickstarted me. It helped me meet the boys. So yeah, you know, it might not have the best rep, but for me, it got me where I wanted to be. So. Mm -hmm. Did you realize from the onset that you wanted to be in a band, or did you see yourself more as a soloist? Uh, when I was when I was first starting off, I I only did solo stuff. Mm -hmm. I was doing pub gigs and stuff. But like, I don't know. I went as soon as you start traveling around, it's like I can't imagine oh, yeah. being on my own so much. And I think it'd be very lonely if if I was to travel around all that time on my own with just mm -hmm. um, like your crew around you. I think it helps that. There are two other boys uh, in very well the same situation as I am mm -hmm. um, that are traveling the world at such a young age, and um, yeah, it's good. It's good that I'm doing it with people that are so similar to me. Mm -hmm. Was it surprising to you how fast the uh, the New Hope Club took off? Kind of. Well, I mean, we've got a lot to thank f uh, for the for the Vamps boys. They they took us on tour instantly and uh, showed us to their crowds, and I think pretty much. It was quite like instant with the crowd that they um, they just loved the band. We're, I know it's like we have a similar fan base to the uh, the Vamps boys, mm. so it was just quite. We were introduced quite well, and all the fans seems to like us instantly. And it was yeah, it was it wasn't very hard like the initial. We it was like after a year we started working really hard on our songwriting and stuff, and that's when we really put the hard work in. And like even like now we're still just grinding. It's it's actually it seems like it's happened really fast, but for us, we've been working nonstop for like yeah, four years. Four years, and just like nonstop writing, nonstop working, and it's nice to finally see some reward and like finally do our own shows and like you said in Asia and stuff. And then how did how did the signing with Hollywood Records come about? Um, it was. Right at the start, really, we, we made the band uh, and we auditioned for a few record labels. Mm. Um, and then a very smart man, smarter than us, uh, he suggested that we partner with our Virgin EMI, we partner a deal with Hollywood Records. And instantly we were like, yes, of course, like Disney is so cool, yeah. like, we want to be a part of that world. Um, and it's just such an amazing opportunity. Like we. We get to go to Radio Disney and just such a cool work environment to be around and we've got like such a cool team behind us here uh, and we're very lucky, we, yeah, we love it here. So. Mm -hmm.
And how do you describe the other two boys' personalities and how do you guys differ? I'd say George is the most organized. He's the best. <laughs> he said that too. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best at keeping us on time. Uh, <laughs> he really keeps us in check. Uh, Blake, I'd say he's quite cheeky. Um, he wouldn't like me saying any of this. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, he's a little bit of a flirt, I guess. Um, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just quite a cheeky guy and like he's, the, he's quite flamboyant on stage and he's a bit crazy. Um, and then I... Uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you have to like Blake and George answer that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, when did you start working with like more producers and how was that like going from you three doing music over Skype and then working with like producers, songwriters? Yeah, I think the first real experience of writing with another person, we wrote, we wrote some songs with Brad from The Vamps. Oh, nice. Um, and he's a very talented writer and also a talented producer now, so we still write with him. Today we've got a song, actually, that might be coming out soon with him. Um, but he's really talented, and that was kind of a good way to ease us into writing with new people because it's, it's a weird experience going into a room with people that you've never known and then writing about, like, your experiences. Mm. And it's, it's hard to get so deep with someone you, you met ten minutes ago, but... I think we're very used to it now. We've been doing it since we were quite young. And you get to the point where there's no boundaries, really. Because at first, you're quite you're nervous to say your ideas and get rejected, but that's just part of it. You know, you've got to have bad ideas for, for every good idea. You have, like, mm. ten bad ideas. So you've just got to put stuff out there, and if something sticks, then that works. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about um, what do you guys do with, like, being in Ubers and putting on the song and then the drivers reacting to <laughs> your singing? <laughs> Well, I think we always, like, because obviously we travel with guitars, so as soon as we get in an Uber, they're like, hey, so you guys are banned? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we're in a band. Um, we sometimes dodge the question and we were just like, oh, no, we're just backing musicians. Like, we just, we just play, like, we're not the artists, like, don't worry about it. Just, just so we can have a quiet journey. Yeah, backing <laughs> artists as teenagers. Yeah, sometimes they ask us to play our music. It's... It's usually a good reaction, you know. We've never had a bad one so far, but um, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> we've started more and more to just be like, nah, we're just we're just backing musicians. It's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say have been the inspirations for music videos? It's always different, obviously, with the song. It usually has something to do with um, the whatever the song means. Uh, usually, when we're actually writing a song, we're like. This would be such a cool music video mm-hmm. and if it's got a cool like concept and stuff. Um, music videos are fun. It, the actual day, the actual filming of a music video is so long though. Like you literally most of the days you're waiting around for them to set up and it's it's actually a very tiring day. By the end of it, you're like exhausted. But we're doing one very uh, very soon actually. We're going to do one this Friday in, oh, nice. uh, in LA. Because while she's here, you might as well do a music video, right? <laughs> was there one of the videos that was your idea? Maybe for like a new one, a new mm-hmm. song that's not out yet. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Love Again was like a whole collaborative idea, um, and yeah, that's probably my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Are there any movies that you're inspired by? I think well, Love Again I know was inspired by End of the Thing World yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on on, um, on Netflix that. Um, 
I think that inspired it a lot just because it's got such a cool like, aesthetic and we love the whole idea of um, like the traveling around and no commitments and we thought that was pretty cool. How would you say your music has changed compared to the early songs that you guys made? Um, we've just progressed as writers, we've got better writers, our, our songs have more quality. And um, How about the themes? I think the more mature, I think the early days, like our first ever song that we wrote was about a girl's perfume <laughs> over um, <laughs> well, after she stayed over your house and you, all you can smell is her perfume. Right? At 15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, doing homework, obviously. Um, but nah, I think just what we write about our experiences obviously changed. We've had a lot more experiences and yeah. Um, we're writing about things now that I think, I don't know, it's, we've grown up with our fans, so I think a lot of our fans relate to our songs um, pretty well. Yeah. Was it weird writing about love when you were so young back then? No, because you think, many times you think you are in love. True. I think, yeah. like, as a kid, like, I was in love every 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty easy, actually. Last question, what do you guys want to be remembered for? Oof. I guess I want to be remembered for my music, obviously, mm -hmm. and, and my passion and what I, I love to do and traveling the world and hopefully we can leave a mark and with the people that follow us now, um, the club, like our fan base, hopefully, you know, we'll grow up together and uh, we can change lives. We, I, we've already made like friendships from across the world uh, people have met each other through us and our music. Uh, people have got tattoos like dedicated to us. So hopefully, like we're a part of a lot of people's lives, and I think that's really important. Hopefully, we we'll leave a positive mark on the world and mm -hmm. whatever we do. Actually, what is the um, inspiration behind your tattoos? Oh, uh, this is a lily for my mother. It's a favorite flower. Oh, it's so pretty. Uh, this is my mother's and my sister's initials, uh, and this is my grandmother's name. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you so much. I love this. <laughs> no worries. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Hi. Hi. Hi, now I'm with Blake. Hello. <laughs> so you're originally born in Northern England? I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit, like, a little bit south of Manchester, so like 40 minutes away. But what is the specific? It's called Macclesfield. Oh. Mighty Macclesfield. So everyone watching, it's a brilliant place. <laughs> and are your parents originally from there as well? Um, no, actually, they're from, um, well, my mum, my mum's from round there, um, and my dad then grew up there a bit later on, but yeah, like, round there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what do they do? Uh, my mum is a primary school teacher. Oh. And my dad, um, makes, uh, labels for, like, <laughs> for, like, shampoo bottles and stuff like that <laughs> so yeah where do you think of your creative side from um i think mainly my mum mm. my mum's like uh very and my grandma and stuff they're very into like dance and oh, wow. singing and stuff like that um mm. and acting and all that kind of stuff so i think i think there was yeah like, we've always had like music on when we were when we were younger like you know listening to all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. so well, so for your family, did you have people who were doing creative things as a profession? Or is this more of a hobby? Mum was once in a film with Al Pacino, little fact. What? Wait, what's yeah. the film? Uh, I can't remember the name of it. But she was only <laughs> a very small, small part. 
But um, other than that, just more like it was more like a hobby sort of thing. They all just enjoyed it. And well, my mum's family are Greek, and oh. so um, they're Greek Cypriots, so they do a lot of Greek dancing and stuff at like parties and like weddings and stuff. And so they they're all they're all into it. So mm. do you still have family in Greece that you visit then? Uh, we have got family in Greece and oh, Cyprus, wow. yeah, but not that I've really been over in a mm-hmm. very long time. Yeah. How do you describe your parents' personalities? Um, I would describe my mum as uh, just a very, she's just the most caring person literally in the world, like, oh. like, honestly, like, cares so much about me and my sister. My dad is very, he's quite daring, I'd say. He oh, likes wow. to be a bit, like, naughty, probably. <laughs> So, Are you more I, like him? <laughs> no, it's, I, mm, I have both both qualities, yeah. I think. <laughs> so all three of you guys have sisters? Uh, no, George doesn't. Oh, okay. Uh, no, George is single child. Mm-hmm. But I've got an older sister and we've got a young sister. Oh, what does your older sister do? Uh, she's um, currently at drama school. Oh. Uh, she's called Abby. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doing creative stuff. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we like being creative, I just think. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know, I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you describe your personality back then growing up? I was probably, like, I'm just cheeky. I was that cheeky kid. <laughs> That's what they said too about you. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe, like, a little bit too talkative in some situations I just think well at school like some teachers loved me and some hated me Mm. just because I felt like I could have a conversation with them and some just didn't want to have a conversation with me but some did so those ones Mm -hmm. I liked yeah did you do well in school or yeah I did pretty well but um like in the last year of of school I was really starting to get the the band was starting to move forward so we like I was on tour while I was in school Mm. But it was it was fun though. What were your favorite subjects back then? Honestly, probably art was my favorite oh, wow. subject because just I enjoyed just being able to go to the art room and just do that. And you got to listen to music when you're in art. You got to, we were allowed to have our phones to listen to music, so that was always like a nice, relaxing subject. And I just I've always liked art, but I've never really have time to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't actually like music in school. Like, I lo- obviously, I loved music and playing, but I didn't actually enjoy the subject. I just found it was, like, not the music I liked, and they were trying to make us, like, describe music that didn't... Like, they were trying to say, like, why did this person do this, and why did they do that? And it's, like, maybe just because it sounded good. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he just yeah. thought, that's nice, let's put that there. Mm-hmm. Was that the same time that you were picking up instruments? I learned guitar from like age six, so I was like young when I started playing guitar, but then I didn't really like, I I enjoyed it, but I was like, it was hard, I had such small hands, and I I used to remember going like, I can't play certain songs, my hands are too small, but now, then like when I was like 11, like 10, 11, I really started to like sing and play at the same time, and then from like then to I started writing at like 12. Mm, what were those early songs about? Um, <laughs> honestly, a mixture of things. Like I went through quite a hard time when I was like 12. So they were about like personal stuff. 
Um, like what kind of things were you going through? Oh my gosh. Oh, we were attacked by a bush. <laughs> um, just, you know, family stuff. Mm. Um, and so I just, but it was like something, if there's like a silver lining in anything, that was the silver lining was that I started to write music and stuff like that. So it helped you through that period yeah, for sure. of what you were going through? Yeah. What kind of advice do you have for people who are also going through family difficulties? Honestly, just, I, speak to your parents is like obviously mm. the best bit but like there was a lot of times where I didn't like feel like I could talk to like my friends or anything because it's such like a personal issue yeah and I'd honestly like your close friends will listen to you so much like that's what you have a friend for so just and if not just speak to, like your pe like your teachers at school as well like if there's one you're close with like just because like for instance I had like you know you have like form like mm. your, your own yeah. form like if you don't have if your form tutor is not like the nicest like or you don't get on with them or anything but if there's a teacher in your school which you relate mm. to or like if it's your favorite subject like they will also listen to you don't have to just listen like speak to the form tutor i love that yeah when did it click to you that you wanted to do music as your career i think i watched a band called mcfly yeah <laughs> and i watched them live with my mum when i was like 10 and I just like, maybe I was a little bit older, maybe I was like 12. And I just saw them, like they were just such an amazing band, like live and I wasn't, it wasn't what I expected. It was just like the chemistry on stage and like it wasn't necessarily the music they were playing that I loved, which I did at the time, but it was just more like the chemistry of being able to be in a band and write songs together or you know, and perform like with it, like your best mates, and that was like my dream to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. They found you through your performances, or how was it? Uh, just through YouTube. Oh, just okay. posting covers. Yeah. Were they the first ones that hit hit you up from your YouTube, or were the other people like scouting you? Um, I had got um a few times like people like see the covers or whatever and talk to me and stuff like that. But uh, like there was a guy from I'm not gonna say which band, but there was a guy from a certain band which who was like at the front man of the band, like was messaging me, like mm -hmm. promising me stuff. But, yeah. But then uh, our managers uh, messaged me, and then ever since then it was just from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And can you talk about that um, fan who flew from Mexico? Was it to here or something to watch you guys perform? And her brother had to translate. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that. you said that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, that stuff like that's insane. Like when anyone travels far for us, or even if they come from like two minutes away, like honestly, it means the world to us. Like, just it's just so, so surreal for us. Like being able to play shows and having people come down and appreciate our music. And I just hope, you know, that we can keep coming back and people watch the shows, tell more people about the show, and hopefully, you know, we can keep coming back and doing bigger, bigger and bigger shows. That's mm -hmm. the dream. Yeah. And what do you love about um, Bruno Mars? He's like one of your favorites, right? Yeah, Bruno's class. I've been to watch him like four times. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. What um, do you love about him? I like how he's, I wouldn't really want to do the music that Bruno Mars does necessarily, um, but I just find that he's such a good performer mm. and writer and musician all, all around. Like that's for me like the best thing to be able to write the songs you know, like produce it, play all the instruments and then perform it as well as he does. That's like what it's all about, I think. Like, he's got like the full package. 
How do you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger? I mean, grown in height a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a bit taller. I just think that, I think obviously you just, you go through so much and luckily for us boys, like we've, we've had the opportunity to be able to go around the world and see different cultures as well. And I think mm -hmm. we've also grown in that aspect as well. But just, I think the main thing we've grown in like performers as well and just, I think in every way we've just had a lot of experience uh, in, in in what we're doing so far and I just think we've just grown as you kind of expect I think mm -hmm. yeah last question what does love mean to you love yeah <laughs> love's everything like love is like literally everything in life I think mm -hmm. because I mean because even your job is about love really because like you want to do something you love yeah you want to do your job but then also like like obviously finding like a partner for life that's love and um i don't know i think it's like it's literally the the word of life is love because obviously you want everyone to have love and if everyone feels loved then everyone's happy and everyone's nice to each other <laughs> sweet that's perfect Certain sobering things in, in, in the music industry that will kind of make you feel like I'm successful and there's ones that will make you feel like you're a king so mm -hmm. you just got to fake the rough with this move. Yeah, we have. I'd say we're successful yeah. right? and, and like stupidly lucky to be able to do it. Dubstep took a dip and like our own country, where, where it's from, wouldn't play it on the radio. You know, it, it was getting no love. So for, for Josh to have kind of kept playing dubstep even in all of that climate mm. you, know, you, you know when you could have been playing house and other things you know and i'm not naming names i'm not chatting shit i'm just saying like there's a certain amount to be said for acts that don't you know stray too far from the path of the cause so like i always say the same band comes back to them every time but iron maiden have done the same record for like 35 years it's always the same branding it's the same type of tunes it's it's like that's why they're they're still relevant and they're still big today and still selling sh shows out because you know they've given their fan base exactly what they want so once you have a fan base which most of have it's really important to not alienate them or push them away and give them stuff that they they don't want or or, or are interested in you know, yeah. you, you know but at the same time as playing to like the people that make you a band you got to keep yourself happy and mm -hmm. fulfilled so it's it's a balance yeah I love balance. this. Yeah, thank you so much. No worries, no worries. <laughs> Bye.